Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 56 to nothing, Tennessee shuts out Vanderbilt to conclude the regular season. First 10-win regular season since 2003. Awesome price. Brent Hubbs, I'm Mary Kane. I thought Tennessee would respond the right way, which it did. Something awesome that I were talking about the two-minute drill. I didn't expect a shutout. I didn't expect 56 <laughs> points with a backup quarterback. I didn't expect a punt return for a touchdown. Tennessee really did play clean in all three phases. Well, I didn't expect four yard, four runs of over 50-plus yards in the second half. And, yeah, yeah, I didn't expect zero points. I mean, you know, Tennessee came ready to play. They found a way to get off the field. I thought they, they missed two or three golden opportunities to get turnovers. Uh, Jeremy Banks dropped a couple of picks, but he played well. Um, you know, defensively, they just, you know, they were much more sound tonight. And, you know, Tennessee's offensive line, even with the patchwork offensive line there in the second half going to some backups, you know, still had a lot of success over. Your thoughts on Wesley Walker at safety? Well, I've been, I mean, he made a play in, in a jet sweep that we've been looking for all season long. Um, he wasn't perfect, I'm sure, but I, I like what he's, I like what he played, how he played. I mean, I, I think that if you're Tennessee, you got to make sure Wesley Walker's on your roster next year. You got to, you got to, you got because he could grad transfer. Yeah, you could, and I, I mean, I think he'll be back. But, but he has an understanding of the game. He can, he senses and feels the game just on the one play that he made. He saw the formation. He saw the motion. He kept creeping to the line of scrimmage, and he made, he made a really good play. Uh, so I, I like what I saw out of Wesley Walker. I, I like what I saw out of Tennessee. I'm with you, Eric. I said in 10 things I thought they would respond. Yeah. I didn't think 56 nothing. I should never, ever pick a game ever in my life, ever again, because I've not been close to anything. Well, you, you had Tennessee uh, winning this game. Yeah, week. but I wasn't. I, I had Vanderbilt scoring points, okay? Like a lot of points. Not a lot, but a good number well, of points. Well, based on Tennessee's well. defense last week, I can't blame you. Here's the thing, and I don't want to take anything away from ten, anything Tennessee did. Tennessee, the shutout was a surprise to me. The big long runs in the second half were a surprise to me. I thought Vanderbilt laid down. They did. I thought Vanderbilt They were like running on air. I I don't want to take anything away from what Tennessee accomplished because Tennessee was going to win the game before all that happened. But after that first long run in the second half, Vanderbilt was done. They wanted no more of it. And how that team beat Florida – (laughs) <laughs> and one at Kentucky, I have no well, idea. Like two scores in the second half, pretty much until the end. You know, I mean, but but give Tennessee credit. Um, they they came over here shorthanded. This is as shorthanded as they have been in the Josh Heupel era yeah. in terms of scholarship guys that came over here. I mean, they were they were down probably around sixty, maybe in the upper fifties in terms of scholarship guys here. Ooh. Bunch of walk ons were here. Um, and, and those guys went and got it done. So, so hats off to Tennessee for bouncing back the way they did. I, I, I still, and I know it's garbage time at the end, and you're right, I think Vanderbilt kind of just checked out. But uh, I still like what ten, those young pieces on Tennessee's defense going forward. I think we go Tyree West. He had a sack. You know, um, two, two sacks. sacks two yeah. Sacks. I mean, you know, James Pierce shows. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I was down the field at the end, so I don't remember him flashing it off. He even got the game, to be honest with you. But, you know, point is, is like, 
he's flashed at certain points of the year. Josh Josephs had a huge pressure early when Vanderbilt was still in the football game. Mm-hmm. He bull rushed a guy and and got there and affected the throw. Um, you know, I like the way that Caleb Perry plays special teams. Uh, again, he hadn't gotten much run defensively, as some of the young, young guys are talking about, but that's why this coaching staff likes the young guys in Herring and Caleb Perry. Caleb Perry made a couple plays on special teams and not as well. That will translate. Well, and you need some of those guys, whether it's Chaz Nimrod. I mean, like you just don't know what's going to happen in a bowl game. I mean, yeah. who's going to opt out, What, what where you're going to be. Um, you, you need some of those guys to really grow in bowl practice. I mean, this is a, a big time for some of those players that have flashed to really take a huge step forward over the next, you know, 30 days. And, you know, I, I think some of those young guys are going to need to. And I'll say this, too. You've talked about it all year long. Scheduling falling a, a lot of Tennessee's way. Okay, South, you can argue whether, I mean, the South Carolina game was a trap game, whatever. I mean, Tennessee got beat. They got it, they got it handed to them. No. But this was a nice opponent to play to get your defense well. Mike Wright can't throw the ball 25 yards down the field. He yet. can't. I mean, so, so, get, so guess what? Kamal Haddon gets to squat. Right, those yeah. corners get to squat and get a little bit of confidence back. Yeah, Christian your, Charles. Yeah, your safeties are not worried about the ball getting thrown over your head. Christian Charles got hit on that double move. You know, he did. He, he gave he up. Fell down, but but down. My, my point being, until they went to, to AJ Swan, there was no chance of there was no fear in the secondary getting the ball thrown over your head, which was a good confidence builder for Tennessee and, and a good thing. And it was very nice to have that available with all the injuries that you're dealing with right now. I, I will also say this too. I'll give Kamal Haddon some credit. They, they 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 talked to him this week. They got in him, and he was he was under control tonight. Did yeah. he jaw a little bit? Yeah, he did a little bit, but it was nothing like we it's saw. It's okay to jaw if you make a play. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was under control tonight. That's a step forward. I don't know if it can continue or not, but that was a step forward. And it was good to see too, because not only did he not play well, not only did he make himself look stupid last week with the t- jawing. I mean, in the eyes of fans, I mean, that, that's one of the most frequent questions I got asked all week long. Hey, why do they continue to play him? Well, they didn't have anybody else. And so, good to see him bounce back. You talk about one quarterback, let's go to the other. Joe Milton was not perfect, overthrew a number of targets tonight. The weather conditions were not great, but he didn't turn the football over. And, and, and again, it's a very slick ball. He operated the offense efficiently, had a run game to his back. What did you guys think about Joe Milton tonight? I'm going to go first here because everybody's heard my take on the two-minute drill. And I want to get Hubs' take. I think going in the bowl game, they've got to figure out. They don't just they don't throw a ton of crossing patterns in this offense, but that's honestly one of the, the throws he makes, you know, really accurately. You know, it felt like in the second half, it was like 70-yard throw, 70-yard throw, 70 It's like, oh, we're just going to chuck it deep on every play. Like, they just didn't do a whole lot in the intermediate game. You know, he started, what, like 6-9 for over 100 yards, and then – Ends like eleven to twenty one for like a buck fifty. I mean, like he didn't know a whole lot after that six for nine start. No, I mean he finished. I think he missed his last four to close out the first half. Um, you know, he still overthrew. He overthrew receivers. Yeah. Now here's what you don't know. You got to go back and watch the tape to, and, and look at it again to see where some of those receivers jammed at the line of scrimmage. I know one one squirrel white was held on because Josh Heupel was raising Kane with the officials on that. So it looked like a really bad overthrow. But I think Squirrel got detained, if you will, and held up there. But but he still missed some stuff. I'm with you. I think I think you got to let him throw it. He missed that one to Fant. Now, was that a wet ball, potentially? I mean, it, No, no, that was overthrown. He threw it way, because you're talking about the post. He threw it way far inside. Fant got a hand on it. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, that yeah. was a bad throw. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he let him too much there. I mean, I don't know if Fant... If Fant you ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You know, turned that straight up the field a little bit and should have come on, come on yeah. across a little bit more. But... That was just an. I would call that an overthrow. That was just a miss. He the, the best ball he threw all night. Ramel Keaton dropped mm-hmm. down yeah. the sideline. That's. I mean, that's the best ball he threw in terms of airing it out, yeah. getting some you know some height on the ball. So here's the thing: he wasn't perfect by any means, but he, he did take care of the ball in ugly weather conditions. He checked some stuff. At the, like the he, he said on the post game show with the Vol Network. The, the play to Walker Merrill, the touchdown there was a check yeah. that, that he made reading the secondary coverage. So I think for a guy who hadn't started in 440 days and probably spent most of this year going, I ain't playing unless we don't unless it's a blowout deal, I, I thought it was okay. Was it great? No, but, but, but certainly it was manageable and, and, and you could win with it. Now, he, he got off to a great start. He got up 21 nothing. There wasn't a whole lot of pressure on him because yeah. he's out there going, they ain't scoring 21 points. <laughs> you know what I mean? He continues to take snaps of football games where there's no pressure. Because you're right. I mean, Tennessee, Tennessee was up 21 nothing before he blinked your eye in the first quarter. Um, he and, and, again, we'll learn a lot more after we go back and rewatch and everything, but he is not Hendon Hooker. Okay? And, and that's something that you know Tennessee fans are so spoiled by because Hendon was so good. Um, Joe's a different – you know, Joe does some similar things, but he's a different guy. And so we just, I think we all just need to remember that this is not Hendon Hooker we're seeing out there. And they didn't run him at all. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> Nothing changes in our offense. Yeah. We're going to go play to well, win. There was they got off to a quick start, and there was no point. There was no point. They absolutely should not have run If they would have run him, we would have all been going, what in the world exactly. were they thinking running him? And, and I said this on the board, too. I mean, if it was a tie ball game in the third quarter, run, sure. run yeah. you got to win the football game, run him. But, I mean, again, there was no point. Uh, another kind of a wacky day in college football, guys. We'll know more as we get on into the rest of the weekend. After championship Saturday, Austin, but where do you kind of see Tennessee bowling uh, right, right well, at this point? In time? If you ask me where I think they're going, I think they're going to go to Miami because I think that Tennessee will stay ahead of Penn State. Um, Are we because they Christmas did, together? Because they had, um, yeah, well, I think it's very possible we have to leave on Christmas. Um, yippee. But hey, <laughs> December 30th, I'd rather be in Miami than Dallas. Um, you know, and. The best thing that happened to Tennessee today was LSU lost. LSU lost to a bad A and M team, and that a, it, it, I'm going to see how you know Tennessee lost to South Carolina. South Carolina is eight and four, like and just beat Clemson and just beat Clemson. Yeah. So at Clemson, so does that? I mean, like they plummeted five spots. How many spots is LSU going to plummet? Well, they should. I mean, they should fall. Fall. I mean, that's fall. A, I mean, listen, late season and they got lo- beat down. Yeah, late and season A&M losses. Sucks. Yeah, late season losses are bad in general. Okay, if the later you lose in the year, seems like the harder you fall, yep. right? You can't overcome it. And for LSU to lose that game now, and that puts them at, what, three losses now? Yep. I mean, that's a that's a bad loss to a team that had laid down and well, quit, had showed no pulse. Here's the other thing, too. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but LSU's not played very well the last couple of weeks. They've not been overly no, impressive. They've barely been, they've been Arkansas. Yeah, there you go. You know, and so to go lay that egg today, I, I think they fall hard. That's that, that's certainly good news. So, for and then next weekend they're going to have. Four and then losses. the other team to watch out for there was Notre Dame, just because they're a national brand. They had kind of gotten hot after that slow start, and had they beaten at USC, they were going to start getting some more momentum and rocketing up. Now they're gone. They're gone. 
So, like, because the Orange Bowl is top-ranked ACC team not in the playoff, which is going to be Clemson if they win next week. And then um, and then their other pick is top-ranked top Big Ten slash SEC slash Notre Dame. Well, that's where Tennessee comes into to play. And so um, I, I thought it was a real win today for Tennessee to, to get the uh, – you know, to get the win here, but to obviously, you know, kind of see what else happened around college football. I mean, listen, they're not going to put Tennessee ahead of Alabama, but you can't argue the two resumes. No, again, they're not going to do it, but I see enough people. I mean, I saw, you know, uh, Clay and a few people out there tweeting about it. Um, it's true, though. Alabama's, what's, what's Alabama's best win? They don't have one. And, and they have no resume. They have the same amount of losses Tennessee does. And, and yet they'll be ahead of Tennessee by probably well, two spots. I think Tennessee will be seven when the college football playoff rankings come out on on uh, Tuesday. Oregon lost, they'll drop. LSU lost, they'll drop. Um, you know, and so they'll they'll end up being seven. But you know, I think Bama stays at six and Tennessee's seven. And I think your top five are going to be in some order. Ohio State, Georgia, be five. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, yep. and Ohio State. And yep. I think the big question is. Does Ohio State fall behind USC or not fall behind USC? They should fall behind, given how bad oh, they, they will at home today. It should. I've seen a couple things on Twitter from some national football writers saying they're staying in the top four. They're I think not. they should be five. USC should. They're be not. Four. And I'm gonna be real honest with you. I think had Tennessee. Let's say I, I, last week sucks. There's no erasing that. It is what it is. But uh, if TCU wins next week, I think Tennessee was gonna be left out because I think USC closing with wins over. UCLA, Notre Dame, and and Utah next week because Oregon lost. They were going to pass Tennessee up as the Pac-12 champ, in my opinion, because there was going to be this clamor for Southern Cal and Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams in the playoff. One loss, Power Five. Yes. So, like, I, I, you know, again, that's all depending on if TCU wins next week. But at this point, like, everybody's a lot of starting, you know, kind of pencil TCU in, even if they lose to Kansas State. You know, um, just because of their resume is it's better than Ohio State. Ohio State's not got a resume either. I mean, it, that's that's the, the the kind of the the ridiculous part of all this is I, I'd love to hear the justification um, for for some of the the rankings because it's it's going to be interesting to kind of see kind of how it all plays out. So yeah, we'll see exactly how it does play out. Uh, college football playoff rankings will come out on Tuesday. Championship Saturday will happen next Saturday, and Tennessee will wait to see. Where it goes bowling, if it's going to be the Orange Bowl, which seems more likely now than it did before the day started, if it's going to be Cotton Bowl, uh, Citrus Bowl is out of the equation because Tennessee took care of business here at Vanderbilt. And I'll close with this. Kudos to this program, to Josh Heupel, ten wins. his coaching staff. It's 10 wins. It's not the ones you want. You can never erase last week. There's none of that. But this team got off the deck. This is a game you got to go win. Okay, this is, I don't want to say a crossroads game and all that. But you cannot limp in with two fin- two losses at the finish line. Ugly weather conditions, cold. Did they want to play? Did they not want to 55 play? 55 guys or whatever it was. They, no hand and hooker. They wanted to play. They yeah. showed up and wanted to play, and they ended well, this game early. That's, that's a credit I, I, to I'll be real, on this program. I, I, I'll be real honest. Enough of those kids know kind of all that nonsense, all those nonsense rumors that were out there about the defense quit and this broke jaw this and broke jaw that. They, they, they knew that that you know they could go out and silence some of that stuff with a win. I, I talked to enough of them this week that that was very much on their mind was the the crap that was out there. There were players on the record, and we referenced talking to several players off the record that said the same thing. So I'm with you. I think they showed that tonight. So 
Anyway, Tennessee wins in a big way, 56 to nothing. The shutout win over Vanderbilt. We'll have full coverage over at VolQuest.com throughout the night and on Sunday for Austin Price, Brent Hubs. I am Eric Kane here on this post-game mini-podcast, Tennessee a winner over Vanderbilt. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.